0: This is an onomy podcast. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the pod. This is Growing Up with Devin. I'm Devin, and we are all growing up, aren't we? Everyone's growing up all the time. There's no finish line. We're never there. Wherever there is, we're never there. We're always growing, I think. It's constant And that's what we explore here on the pod. And that's what I'm exploring here in my life. And uh, I am so excited to introduce you to uh, my guest this week because he's doing such a weird thing (laughs) in his life uh, and with life, but like weird in the best way. And he's invited me to experience it with him. So Orly... Rorley is a strange, interesting dude who has a hundred times set up a table in a public area that says, here to listen, no advice, no judgment, no charge. And he sets up two chairs, and he waits, and he lets life happen. And today with him, we're going to talk about his journey on what he's learned, how it started, um, what it's shifted in his life, what he's been experiencing. And also my experience, he invited me uh, yesterday before we recorded this pod to go sit and listen at his listening table as a uh, silent listener because he talks to the people um, a little bit. Um, And I went just as an extra listener. And he told people before uh, they started talking, uh, you know, kind of a little bit about what he's doing and what this is, and this is Devin, and he's practicing being a better listener, and he's just going to be silent and listen. And I had a really amazing experience. I, I think we, we stay in our, our default rhythms and patterns of our life so often. Um, that's, that's the vast majority of most of our lives. It's just in our rhythms and our patterns and things we're familiar with good and bad and the people we interact with and the gas station we go to and the coffee shop we go to. And everything's just this, this kind of stasis, this, this pattern of our lives, right? Um, the listening table is this, this space of pure potential and randomness, right? It's, for Orly now it's normal, but like me experiencing it, that was a different way to spend a few hours in my afternoon, and is rolling the dice on what you're gonna experience with strangers and and humanity. Um, but it's so good. It, it was just this reminder that it's so good to get out of my default patterns, and there's a million beautiful, simple, creative ways to do it, and how valuable it is for my growing up, for my growth to get a little uncomfortable, be a little brave, but, but move towards connection, move towards bettering myself as a listener, as a communicator, move towards curiosity about people and my place in the world. Like moving into those spaces... It's valuable. It's good. Um, I had a really great time listening to strangers talk. And it's really made me think about my own relationship to people in my life, strangers, my own listening, my own communicating. Um, And all of this is because Orly is doing this weird thing with his life. (laughs) He's doing this weird thing that's so beautiful and cool and is creating such random, um, but good outcomes. And and yeah, I think the world could use more of this. And so I, I wanted to bring him on to talk about this and like get you guys exposed to this too. Um, yeah, you can probably tell. I'm like, I'm so interested and curious and I feel so strange about what he's doing, <laughs> and it, and that's how it felt being there. But I was open to it, and like, man, feels good to open up to something a little weird. But that's like kind of a win-win all around. There's no real, there's no real downside to this. Um, yeah, so I'm learning how to be a better listener. Orly is learning how to be a better better listener, and Orly is engaging with the world in this way that's making people think about that. I'm sure you, like, how good of a listener are you at home? No matter how good you think you are at listening, are you? I bet you could be better. How often are you listening to a loved one or friend and immediately wanting to fix or give advice on their situation? How often are you listening to a loved one um, and you're thinking actually about what they said reminded you of, and you want to just wait until they're done talking so that you can say your thing? Or how often do you think you're relating to them by bringing up your thing, but actually you're kind of taking the conversation over? Like they were expressing something and actually going through maybe a feeling that they needed to to get out, and you think you're relating to them by bringing up the thing that you thought of or like, I went through that too. And then all of a sudden the conversation's about you and it's, and it's not on their thing at all. Um, how often have you not known how to be there for a loved one who's going through grief? Because you don't know how to just sit in it with them and let them express. How often do you want to help someone who's talking to you. But at the end of the conversation, you actually feel like you didn't help and you're further away from the closeness that you set out for. And you don't know why. You don't know what happened. What happened? Why? I, I just wanted to help. I just wanted to help. I love you. I just wanted to help. And actually now you're like further apart than you started. Um, I think we all go through these. And this is what Orly is exploring with his listening table And the whole conversation around it. And it's got me thinking as well. So enjoy this conversation with Orly. I don't even know Orly's last name. (laughs) But enjoy this conversation with Orly. Um, You can find him at Orly's Listening Table on Instagram. Um, And uh, yeah, he's someone I'm very interested in. And I I think you should be as well. And just in this topic in general. Um, So enjoy. Enjoy. Give us a subscribe, give us a follow, give us a share. I read all your comments. I appreciate you. Uh, we're all growing up together, babies. So uh, let's keep doing it. i in the shadow. I am proud to say this episode is brought to you by Element. Element Electrolytes. That's L-M-N-T Electrolytes. Listen previous to them becoming my sponsor, this is my favorite brand of electrolytes. And you might be like someone out there who hears the word electrolytes and you say, Devin, that's for athletes and I'm not an athlete. That is for bodybuilders and I'm not one of them. I don't need electrolytes. This is a common misconception. Electrolytes are essential for all of us. Electrolytes regulate hundreds of functions in the body, including conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. And we're all losing electrolytes while we sleep, whether we're working out or not, if we're drinking. These are all activities that, that have us lose electrolytes. So replenishing your electrolytes daily is just a way to love yourself. It's a way to support yourself. It's something I do anyway. So I am so stoked. Element is here to sponsor the pod. Um, Their electrolytes are delicious. You're getting your sodium, magnesium, potassium with no sugar, no artificial flavors. Um, They taste great. And they're giving you exactly what you need. So whether you're an athlete or you're going out for a night of drinking or you just are trying to regulate your body, these electrolytes are for you. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash growdevin. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to dot com. drinkelement.com slash growdevin.com. O-N. Element offers no questions asked refunds. So try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend, and they'll give you your money back, no questions asked. You got nothing to lose. Hydrate yourself. Hello, Orly. Hey. Hey, man. It's it's good, good to, to see, see you. <laughs> oh, shit. We're on the same wavelength. Before I changed my shirt, we looked the same, too. <laughs> um, it's great to have you here, man. Uh, I am... Really, I've known you a short time, and I'm really glad that I know you. I, I, I'm really glad. So a uh, little backstory for the listeners. A previous guest on the pod, Spencer Sutherland, who is on his first headlining tour and is just out there crushing it and just being a sexy man on stage. Um, Spencer, uh, Orly came as a recommendation through Spencer. And I didn't know this. Spencer had talked to uh, our producer. And then I go to Spencer's album release party and I'm like waiting to get checked in. And Orly hears my name. He's standing in front of me and he goes, Devin Werkheiser. Like, I think I'm supposed to be on your podcast. And I'm so glad Spencer recommended you because we talked that night. You told me a bit about what you've been doing and what um, kind of you've been building your platform on. And uh, I was able to participate in this yesterday. And uh, I can't, I, I, I want more people to know about this weird thing that you do. Um, so thanks for being here. We're there. in the
1: good way. That's what they said.
0: Literally yesterday, the first person said it so correct. Like, this is so weird, but in such a good way. Um, <laughs> and I feel that. Um, so yeah, for people who don't know, Orly goes around uh, public places and sets up a listening table. Yes. It says, here to listen. No
1: judgment, no advice, no charge.
0: Yes. And you set up a table. uh, You sit on one side. You set an open chair on the other. And you just wait. And you let people show up. And you let things happen. Um, How did this all start, Orly?
1: I end up volunteering at a place called freedom to choose an organization where you go into prisons and the top level view of it is you do communication workshops in prison it's almost like a listening table in prison but there's certain questions you ask and you share and then they share and if you don't share obviously they're not going to share and and i got to see how a quick conversation could really let someone process something that they'd never processed before
0: Mm.
1: uh i remember specifically and this is the long version of my story because i I want it's a podcast. podcast yeah Someone brought out a sign that said, because they do a short thing, you know, you have like an hour long, the whole sharing thing is like 30 minutes, a group of three, right? Just like what we did. Yeah. I talk, you're a sign guy, other person shares, just like that, kind of like seven minutes a person, then you switch. Okay. And everyone does it. Uh, Someone brought out a sign that said, mad, hurt, love, with lines in, in between. And basically the moral was like, if you're mad, it's because you're hurt. If you're hurt, it's because something you love has been threatened. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's pretty reasonable, pretty like almost obvious to some point. And then the person next to me who's been in prison is having this like, Mm. I never would have thought that I'm hurting when I'm mad. Mm. And I got to realize, one, you could change people's lives with like a little bit of information Mm. right away. And two, like, not everyone grew up with family that role modeled good things. I got to meet people who'd never had a family member forgive somebody. And if you've never seen someone forgive somebody, it's just a matter of time before you end up in prison because violence is all you know.
0: Right. How would you know how, would you know how to do it if you've never right. seen it? Yeah. Exactly.
1: Forgiveness, people who never said, like, if no one told you, say please and thank you, like, you wouldn't do it. Mm. Lo- I love you. And just hearing stories of people like, of course you're in prison. You don't know anything else. Mm. Uh, And getting to learn this, the organization's really successful, and people come out of prison, and they join the organization because it's changed their life, and they want to give it to other people. And it's a small organization, small prisons. And I was like, okay, not enough people get this. Why is it not on the outside? And I decide when I'm 65, I'll write a book on how to connect with people because I'll have learned something. And I'm telling some random person this story. And he says, why 65? And I say, when I'm 65, I'll probably have learned something. I'll be ready to write the book. And he says, if you wait till you're ready, you're never going to do it. He said, learning how to communicate is a lot like learning how to swim. You can read as much as you want in a book, but until you get in the water, you're not going to know how to do it. And so I thought that day, got to get in the water. I made a list of like 30 things I could do. The listening table was just the easiest thing on the list. Everything else was like, do something. And this was, I got the table. Put a sign that's here to listen. It didn't even have no judgment, no advice, no charge. Just here to listen. And set it up and pract- practice swimming is what I call it.
0: Wow, man. So that's where it all began. That's how it began.
1: Yeah. Never it- brought a camera, never brought a recorder for 62 tables. So basically a full year. Okay. Because it wasn't for that. Like it was, I really didn't want to do that. And yeah. so I just think it's always important to say, like, yes, now I film it. If I do it in a way that's anonymous, never put anyone on blast, it's always about my perspective of how to learn how to be a better listener. Yep. I encourage people to do their own listening tables safely. I teach people how to do it on most weekends for free online. Yep. And I say, look, look, if you want to record it, if you want to spread the message, do it 60 times first. You know, If you want to start a club in school and bring other people into it, do it 20 times. Like, Do it for yourself. Yeah, It's not to help people. I always trick people. Yeah. I say, like, I put up a, a, a page that says, you know, this could be you, and it's like kind and caring and, and loving, and wants to be a better listener, and wants to help others, and wants to be heard. And I ask the people and the thing, "What do you want to do?" And someone will always say, "I want to do it to help others." And I say, "You fell into the trap. This isn't to help others. This is to practice for yourself. Other people might get helped in the
0: process." So, that's the story. I I love it so much, man. It's so fascinating. It is so weird, Orly. It's so weird and so good and so beautiful like it's it's weirdness that i i wish more people would find themselves in and be willing to participate in you I, you know how weird it is like when i so i i sat with orly and and listened yesterday um i went and met him uh and and i joined him at the listening table as a listener and you know how weird it is cuz you see people's mind just kind of like be blown when they just look at there's a table, we were in a very busy place, Venice Boardwalk, there's all these vendors, there's people selling things that's very normal, henna tattoo selling my art uh, busking, doing a crazy dance show, like all that's normal for the Venice Boardwalk and the Venice Boardwalk is fucking insane
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the
0: Venice Boardwalk is insane it's the craziest people watching in the world, I love it down there, um, but, but that's normal down there your table that says "here to listen, no advice, no judgment, no charge." People's brains like break when they look at it. I I watched it happen so many times. People look over. They either go like, "Oh, that's really cool," or you just see it shift something in in their day because it is unusual. It's an unusual thing to see. Um, I'm a stranger. I'm here to listen. But I also get why it's successful uh, in terms of like human connection because there's something about talking to someone who doesn't know you at all, who doesn't, who you probably won't ever see again. There is something liberating in like, let me talk. Get off my chest. Yeah. Let me speak to someone like you can't just speak into a room and have it change you someone has to hear it someone has to witness you um but yeah you being a stranger I think there's like a weird power in that and I get why things happen I get why people open up
1: so that group of people that that you saw that you didn't get to listen to yeah they ended up listening to me they said and this is great they said every time they wanted to decide what to vent about she would just end up telling it to her friends and so she never had anything to vent about because she, cause even seeing the sign gave her the thought like, oh, I can just talk about this to my friend, which is the moral of the story is like you got to be there for your friends and family.
0: Dude, so much cool life happens around this thing you're doing. I'm so glad you invited me. Thank you, by the way, to experience it before we talked. Um, I sat with Orly for three hours. Um, also a lovely way to spend some time. Mm-hmm. Like just – out in the world off my phone with you in in the world with people like it, it it was nice um i sat there for 3 hours we basically had 3 real sessions like real 3 real moments of people sitting down and sharing and then multiple Kind of interactions with people, maybe at a distance or coming up and asking, What is this? and then walking away and not sharing. Or like there was a lot of that, and then three real sessions. And each share was different. Each experience with these people was different. Um, in each instance, I felt. Because you were the science observer, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. So Orly had me be a silent. Listener, which you say you, you do some of the time, which is you, because you're there to listen, but you're not silent. You, like yeah. you'll talk to people, right? There has to be some give and take. So you'll talk to people, but Orly would set up for them. He would say, This is Devin. Uh, he's practicing being a better listener. And so he's going to be our silent listener today. Um, so he's not going to talk. He's just going to observe uh, and just listen. And um, man, it, in each instance with these people, uh, I, I, I got something for myself, for them. I, I felt compassion for each person. It it really I think there's a lot in life these days that can make me feel disheartened about people or just a little distrustful or a little fearful of kind of the chaos that people can be and bring. Um uh, definitely living like a public life. Like I, I, I have some shit with people, and whatever I can, I can get discouraged about people as a whole. And but also, I love humanity. I love people deeply. I really do. And and this experience at the listening table, listening to each person, it really connected me to like my love of people. Everyone had something funny to say. Everyone had something kind of deep and profound to say. Um, Everyone was going through something different, but something that I could relate to. Like, it it was fascinating. Like, so much life happens around this simple space that you're opening up around listening. Um, And I know now you film some of it. I like the way you do it. You film it in a way that really it's not the same way a lot of content is, it, it's not for, yeah, you're not doing it in a way that like ruins the magic. You're not doing it in a way that feels like you're taking advantage of the situation. Like really the situation is it and you you happen to be filming it um, so that you can put some stuff out into the world, which I, I like. Um, but that was really nice. You're really opening up a actual moment and a space in the day where human connection gets to happen and like you're rolling the dice on what that looks like and i'm sure sometimes it's got to be a little crazy like mm-hmm. the first girls we had were a little drunk <laughs> yeah, yeah which was like there's like a little chaos involved to like opening up a space to a bunch of strangers and saying i'm here to engage with and connect with um
1: i was terrified she was gonna spill that cup
0: i i know she like didn't even self, know it was on, there no no she was like <sighs> shit I, she was she was free in her sharing, but people really open up and that's beautiful that you said like even just seeing the sign people are sharing more and being willing to be heard more, like it's shifting people's day. It's man, I I it's so cool, Orly. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me there. Of course.
1: I want to know, because we said we'd talk about it afterwards, and yeah. this is if I ever did a podcast, this would be the content of the podcast, is you Come join me at a table. And then we talk about, like, what happened? Yeah. And, and what came up for you? What did you get to experience? Because there's a lot of feeling of, like, I want to say me too. That's, like, the whole thing is how yeah. can I make this kind Without of about me. me all of a sudden?
0: Yes. So um, it was really cool specifically being in the position of silent listener um, because... There were so many moments where people were sharing where I, I wanted to affirm what they were saying. I, I would be encouraging them to keep talking, but with, with Me Too, with, oh, I, I understand this too. I have experienced a version of this too. I relate to you. And, and just there's like a deep want to say it to say what's coming up for me with all of these people, but being in this like beautiful place of understanding, like, no, I'm just here to listen. What it did for me was just had me like open up, I, I think just like my compassion so much. Like, like let me just really hear everything they're saying. And yeah, what I found was like, just love. Like That's what I found myself feeling was like, man, I hear you stranger who I, I, I normally wouldn't want to see or hear a stranger like this. I wouldn't take the time. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Like, nah, um, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, just nah. But, but in this space, yeah, man, that's what came up for me. It was like, man, I love people and man, everyone's going through something and everyone, I love that everyone at a certain point drops some like deep, life knowledge like kind of stream of consciousness yeah like it would go from like silly and kind of rambling to like some deep life they were sharing A deep part of their humanity and yeah it just made me feel so much compassion man
1: yeah the man like the sauce remember the third guy the yeah second guy a third guy and he started in one direction and then like Without anything from us, we. I really – I don't think we said anything. I said, once yeah, he, once. we
0: started talking, we didn't – yeah, we didn't start talking. We, we didn't
1: talk. And he went like a whole, you know, from – I don't even know where he started to where he ended was the whole relationship thing. It. Yeah, it
0: was beautiful. So this guy sat down and um, and he asked Orly, like, wh- what is this? And like in a very open and cur- – he was mm-hmm. like, man, this is so cool. Like, can I sit down and like, you know – what, what? What? why are you doing this? And then Orly talked for a little bit, kind of shared with him what we're doing there and what this is. And then he started talking first in acknowledgement and like, yeah, man, that's so cool. Like, yeah, I really like listening too. Like it, it kind of started as just this positive flow of like, he's into what we're doing. Um, and then he got into like where he's at in the present moment and just like wanting to be here And then he got into where he came from and where he was a year ago and the struggles he was in and that it wasn't easy to just be present and be here and be in love and and be in the moment. And then it got even deeper into, and this major relationship of mine ended. And I mean, basically like I'm deeply hurting about it and also it needed to end And I just wish her so much love, and like I'm so grateful how she was there for me in the darkest times. And we were just a little too codependent, and and you know it got fucked up. But like man, I, I I'm grateful. And he really had like this catharsis, like he he had this moment of being able to like express that thing that is obviously processing deep in him right now. Yeah. Um. And we didn't say anything. Nothing. Nothing. I feel like he talked for like 20 minutes and it went on this whole journey. And being in this place of knowing I'm just listening was beautiful. It's just let...
1: Like freeze you of the responsibility to have to be like, oh, let me like pull it out of you. It's like, if you want to put it there, you can. not If you don't,
0: you know, some people start to share for a minute. Right. And they leave. And, and like let the man express. And he did. And it was gorgeous. And it was heartbreaking. And this is one moment... In his journey and in ours in our lives, one moment where we came together for this thing and I would imagine it shifted his day it shifted my nose
1: yeah yeah it that's and that's like the takeaway is right like for the next conversation the next time when you have a friend who's or a family member who's going through something you realize like and you know, it's never one size fits all but sometimes
0: me too it, it just like what happens if we don't
1: You know, maybe they'll get somewhere.
0: Yeah, how often in a conversation um, do we just... Someone says something, it triggers some memory or thought or comment, either related, some people are better at this than others. Hopefully it's related. Hopefully it makes sense within the conversation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes bad, bad listeners or people who are real bad at this, like, it's not even related, you just thought of it. And how often in a conversation... Are you just bouncing back and forth, just adding the things that their thought made you think of and you're not actually connecting or like hearing one another? I feel like that's happening all the time.
1: Oh, it's got, I mean, like that's probably most of the time. Yeah. It's just like saying something. And that was what the first women talked about is like so many guys just feel like this is my perspective. And when a woman tells them something that they, they go, well, I saw this way. So that's how it is. And that was really upsetting for them, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that it takes an extra level of awareness to be able to say, "Look, I know how I saw it, and I also can say, "Well, if you saw it this way, I can tell how that would be really disturbing for you, yeah, you know yeah, validating yes. right their experience to say, "I totally understand how if this is the way it worked for you, of course you would be uncomfortable, right and to and you know, I say, well, now that, I, you know, I don't even know how to get out of that situation. But something like, can we work together to, you know, one of the things I heard is say, like, here's a piece of information that I have that makes the situation a little different for me. Can I share it with you? Mm. And all of a sudden I say, well, I, you know, I knew that the gas tank read lower than it actually was. So I wasn't worried about the gas when you were worried about the gas. And so... uh, I was able to be calmer in a situation that you didn't, you know, and if you think you we're running out of gas on the middle of the highway in Arizona, then of course you like, that's really stressful. And so yeah. that's how, that's just a specific example. Cause I love specific examples.
0: No, they help. They help. Um, when talking about something as broad as listening, better. Yeah. Um, I think all of us could stand to listen better. I think it's something worth practicing worth getting better at. Um, you are very actively creating a space for that to happen for yourself. Um, do you, have, do you have three top tips for uh, becoming a better listener?
1: Three top tips. Start the clock. We got about 30 seconds. Okay. No judgment means, look, if someone's going through a hard time, just imagine all of their other friends have told them why it's wrong or why they shouldn't feel that way. So give them the space to say, okay, I hear that that's really difficult for you, and that's enough. No advice. If you want to give advice, ask consent when people are going through hard times control is like the last thing they feel like they have and if you're going to take control of the conversation say this is what you should do you can say i actually have some similar experience would you be open to me sharing how to i might think about that and no charge is let people know how long you have to be there for them right i got 30 minutes it's yours if you want it Hmm. because sometimes people want more and, and you, you are not the Oh, right, I'm, right, right. I'm getting out of the car. I'm about to walk into a business right. meeting. Right. Now really
0: isn't you – know, I cannot listen right now. Look, I got
1: yeah. 30 minutes for you. Nowhere else to be. So I'm, I'm free. Yeah. Letting people know how free you are, mm. super convenient.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that went over 30 seconds. It probably went a little bit. But it's probably dead. a little over, but really, really good. And also because I chimed in. Um, I love this. And I also like that you tell people uh, if they're going to set up their own listening table – even if it might help other people, I think you're really smart to tell people, do it for you. Um, do it for you to get, become a better listener because that's also a thing is, if you're really there with like, the mission of helping others, not that that's a bad thing, like of Helping course- others is
1: impossible. There's too many other people to help, but you can be there for your family and friends because you're kind of obligated to. And that's why I say you don't have to, you know, maybe it rains in your country or your state or it's too hot or you don't have a table or you don't have a car or you don't have arms. The listening table is your kitchen table. It's your dining room table. Those are the people who are the hardest to listen to because you want to fix your friends' problems immediately. Your family, if they're going through something bad, you want to let them know, like, you shouldn't have done that. So
0: the listening table really is in your house. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say. It was, like, telling people to kind of have it, focus a little selfishly on their own getting better at listening and connecting uh journey is just a better focus than trying to help actively because that gets into that area of, advice that gets into the area of judgment of the person's situation out of love but you're like but i want to help you so here's my judgment on it here's what's good here's what's bad here's what you need to do aren't i awesome didn't i help isn't life beautiful like like, it's so much i i I love that you're encouraging just just listen and like try and get better at your own listening yeah
1: i use the in my sunday classes which will be on pause and taking this road trip i use the metaphor or the analogy of the airline gas mask thing right yeah you got to put your own mask on before you put someone else's mask it's an
0: it's an oxygen mask by the way it's not a gas mask
1: (laughs) (laughs) the airline oxygen mask you can't put other people's oxygen masks on if you are suffocating to death yeah yeah one of the guys oh were you there he's talking about the cup and he was giving from his cup yes Yes. So he said he was, a, oh, this was the second guy. Yes, Thank this you. was the second guy. He, I resonated uh, with
0: so much of what he shared.
1: Yeah, I could tell that you were like, I, was like, I got something to say, and, and I wonder what it is. Uh, but he said he was giving from his cup, right? Mm-hmm. And the cup, that metaphor is cool. You know, he always filled his cup up gradually with his life, and then he would pour it out into family members of his who constantly disappointed him because they would always take from him, and when he wanted back, they weren't there. Yeah. Sad. Uh, probably relatable to too many people. Yeah. Uh, what if the concept was
0: overflow your cup? It comes out. The other cups, they fill. The, this metaphor, like, I mean, is a bu- it's a beautiful metaphor in relationship to any anyone, any partner, anything, and, and yourself in life is being responsible. Like, this is adulthood, is, is being responsible for filling your own cup. And yeah, getting to a place, the goal is getting to a place where your cup is overflowing. Yeah. And then then you can, like then you're giving. You just are giving because your cup is overflowing. Right. Um, the the guy who shared with us was talking about how he would fill his cup, trying. he was trying to fill his cup up and it would get to like three quarters full and then he'd look over and see someone who needed something or other he wanted to help. And then he's giving and depleting himself, um, yeah, and un, then in a worse place to fill up his own cup. Yeah. and he said this kept happening throughout his life, and I'm sure some of you at home can relate to this. He he is in his 30s, and he kind of shared that he felt he feels very behind. Yeah, that he's just now waking up. Listen, I, why I why I resonated so much is I am a recovering people pleaser. Like I understand fully what he's talking about. I for a lot of my life out of the best of intentions, but I was willing to empathize with everyone else's story before my own. I was willing to understand, he talked about that too, like the idiosyncrasies of of why someone is behaving the way they are and where they come from and the hurt, and I was always down to like, give people the benefit of the doubt and understand their story, but at the expense of even getting clear on what, what I want what's my story where am I coming from what are my needs in this relationship and it sounds like he had a similar thing with his family as he was giving 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 and then when he needed something from his family whatever they weren't there in whatever way he needed and now he's kind of gone this other direction um I just want to say he said
1: it like he was realizing how to be like selfish he said he and he was coming yes. to terms with that because selfish isn't like a good thing like, no one wants to be selfish, and I was thinking, you know, what, what would I want to say to him? Because, of course, I have a lot of stuff I want to say, and I'm thinking, you know, there's a difference between being selfish and having boundaries, yeah. right? Is it selfish to put your oxygen mask on so that you can put other people's oxygen masks on? Right. I don't know. Like, right. why? It's hard, the framework of being able to be there for someone and also taking care of yourself. Is it selfish to take care of yourself? No. Probably not.
0: Like, no. It's
1: baseline. It's necessary. Yeah. Right.
0: Baseline. It's foundational. You must take care of yourself. Um, I I I got I did a cameo recently on this like the Cameo app. Someone asked it was like for a friend, and they said, um, "Put on a leprechaun hat and bounce around." That was that was a different cameo. Um, <laughs> uh, But, you know, Cameo is like this personalized video app. People can pay to have me say things to them and um, book yours now. (laughs) But uh, this person literally asked, uh, and it was for a friend. It was so loving. I I really got the heart of the message, which was, uh, hey, this person is so giving and really cares about others, but can you tell him that being selfish is okay? Can you tell him that setting boundaries doesn't make him a bad person, basically? And like... Man, I knew how to talk to it because I've been there like selfish selfishness does have this negative connotation, but man, as you grow up, you must be selfish, not in a dick way <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like not not taking, not greedy not not um unthoughtful, not uncaring, but take care of yourself as a baseline you cannot give to others if you're like a mess, yeah. It's okay to have boundaries.
1: And I love getting a good, because I've started reaching out to people for help and, you know, trying to share this message and thank you so much for having me here. I reached out to one guy who I really admire. He's the guy who teaches this class. And it was before I was a social media guy, maybe it changed his perspective. But I wrote, said, hey, I'm doing this thing. You know, maybe you could help me in some very minor way, like uh, write a paragraph for me or even read this. And he just wrote back, hey, thanks for the request. I am in the middle of like having a baby and I've decided I'm not taking any requests at this time, no matter how small it is. And I was like, love it. I totally understand it. It's not about me. It's about you. And I was like, you know, it gave me so much understanding of his context, which really worked for me. I said, like, look,
0: best projection I've ever got. Loved it. Yeah, huge. You know, he's clearly well practiced in his boundaries. He's the best. Are you? Price and
1: boundaries are the best because either way, maybe. Like Depends are asking. Uh,
0: yeah, that's what I was gonna like. Are, are do you feel in a good relationship uh, with your own ability to set boundaries in relationships in any form?
1: I think so. Cool. I think I'm pretty good at being open to say things that are self motivated. I would say something like. I'm happy to have this conversation with you when we're both calm. Boundary. Mm -hmm. Uh, That happens at work a lot of the times. Uh, You know, because clashing opinions of things and tempers. And so I would say, like, love to have the conversation. Maybe in 15 minutes. Sure. Uh, Boundaries with time management, I think, is different. Yeah. I think it's, like, a different need. Yeah. Um, But as far as, like, emotional boundaries will go... I really am conscious about where I am able to say like, my brother asked me this stupid hypothetical the other day and I famously, <laughs> I guess nothing I do is famously, but I have this thing where I say I don't do hypotheticals uh, that I don't like. Sure. I mean, I'm at catchphrase. I catchphrase. I just say I don't do hypotheticals, but sometimes I will. And he asked me like, would you rather do one thing that's terrible or one thing that's also terrible? I said, I don't ever want to have to make that decision because I don't think it's realistic. And I don't want to have an answer for that. Uh, yeah. Boundary. And he's like, you're the lamest person ever. I'm never gonna ask you a hypothetical question again. And I said, You're like, "Bro, like, understand me. I don't want to. I don't want to
0: choose between either of those things. I never want to be in a situation where I choose it." Yeah, I, uh, lo- I love that. Listen, <laughs> I I actually agree with you on that one. I don't like those games. Would you rather, no. you know, eat this piece of shit or eat this piece of shit? And it's like, right. uh, why why are we playing this game? I I don't like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but boundaries are something that have. Uh, Come, come. I've only learned how to keep my boundaries through not keeping my boundaries Mm. or through not having boundaries. Yeah. I've only learned how to really hold my boundaries in a healthy way and hopefully learn how to communicate them with those in my life in a graceful way. I try, I try and communicate them as gracefully as I can because sometimes boundaries can come out harsh because they're, you're like, it's an emotional thing. Totally. Um, Because you usually don't know where it is until it's crossed. And it's impossible to set until
1: you know where it is. And, uh, you know, people ask me a lot of questions now through the DMs and, and to Discord. And someone said something like, you know, I have a friend who's, I'm struggling to have a friend. And like, basically like, you don't need to end a friendship if you're having a bad time. You just, Do your own thing for a little bit. You know, you don't have to decide like our friendship's over. Right. It's just like you could just okay. We got to come back to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So some things kind of we we hope that they settle. Yeah. Naturally, and some things need to be talked about. And yeah, the skill is to talk about hard things. Like easy conversations, interrupting, and calling people names and saying hurtful things. Like sometimes it just works when you have that dynamic with your friends. Me and my friends joke around. We we talk over each other. If someone's talking over you, it's cuz you're boring and we want to talk about something else.
0: <laughs> yeah, so amongst a friends, works. all good. All good. All so, good, all good. <laughs> it's cuz you're boring and shut the yeah, fuck up. If out. you're boring, then we are <laughs> moving to something else. On. I
1: asked you about your day, you start talking about your job. I was over <laughs> it immediately. You know, I want <laughs> to hear wow, you You're such like, a great listener or like, you're such a great. But listener. I'll tell you I'm over it. So you'll know. <laughs> Um, and then I'll say let's play some games instead you're an idiot Um, one thing about boundaries that I think is an extra cool thing that I've realized is like you can also see where other people's boundaries are which is cool when I call very easy example to get an understanding is if I call someone I will say hey do you got 20 minutes or do you have 15 minutes because I don't want to get in a place where it's going to be uncomfortable for them to say oh I have to get the phone when I'm not a thing I say you know can we talk about this sometime or, like, would it be comfortable if, uh, you know, if we're doing a deal, can I send you this? You know, how can we make this easier? And I can reach out to you and say, like, look, I'm here to do it the best way possible for you. Yeah. Making convenient.
0: Yeah. Man, that's big. I, I, th- I, I Man, I, this whole space you're exploring with what you're doing, I, it really is a, a space that needs strengthening, I think, in all of us, man. Boundaries and relationships negotiating, learning, being curious about respecting our own boundaries and the boundaries of those we're in relationship with, I think everyone, we all need growth in it. We all yeah. can be better in it. I think it gets really touchy. Like sometimes a loved one is communicating a boundary and it feels like betrayal, but really you just- Oh, I
1: didn't know you didn't like that. If you told me I would have stopped doing it months ago.
0: Right. Right, and or, or like, wait, this hasn't been, I've been able to just like do whatever I want and now what, you I need to like think about <laughs> how I interact with you? Like, that's mean. Like, I, this really happens, I think, in a lot of relationships. Like, once there's no boundaries and then you try and set them after the fact, it can feel like, I mean, scary for yeah the other person. Um, but learning how to do this and learning how to respect and learn other people's boundaries and go like, okay, cool, like, this is, where, this is where the lines are. This is where we cross into less safe or less wanted territory. Like, okay, I can respect us here. Um, it really creates more space for love and respect I have found in my relationships. The yeah. better I've gotten at holding my own boundaries, the better I've gotten at communicating them gracefully, and the better I've gotten at respecting other people's boundaries, like more love is created. There's yeah. more safety. There's more security.
1: One of the biggest, the most profoundly annoying, profound realizations that I ever had in my life was after this huge situation where I say a lot of random things. It's like part of my experience. It's like I basically am freestyling all the time, whether it's rhyming or not rhyming or just saying random stuff because I know that this, most stuff, my thought is like, you know everything you're going to say, which is why you don't need to say as much as you think you do when you're listening to somebody. But what if you could find what you didn't know by just saying much of random stuff and a- appearing that you have this crazy like new pattern of words, you know, instead of like my gratitude journal, you could call it like the Daily Grateful. If you just try different things. That was just a new thing I just came up with yesterday because uh, I was trying to find like fun ways to say things because fun is so instrumental Play. To, yeah. to conversations. You get to yeah. be free. There's no stakes. Some of the great conversations are hard, but... Fun. Mm-hmm. A- and you feel great coming on the other side. And I think about like snowboarding down a big double black diamond mountain if they make those. Uh where you get to the bottom and you them. go, Yeah. <laughs> I don't they know what the level mountains. of diamonds are. <laughs> uh you, you get, get th- to the bottom and you're like, Woo! Survived. Exhilarating. But when you're on the mountain, if you're not focused, you know, you're not locked in. I don't know if fun is always the word for sure. it. Sure. No experience with that. But like you have Fear to. Is- yeah, you have to you have to be in touch with all your sensations your feet and your balance and and so you're focused and then afterwards
0: mm. oh
1: that was really fun mm. and i think co- good conversations are a lot like snowboarding where you get through and you go i actually survived yeah we're good you have a good time let's decompress yeah and that's the thing about decompressing is like you get triggered this fast bink mad high energy yeah decompressing takes you a long time yeah could take like 20 times the amount of time just to like unwind so getting through this thing and then not taking the time to be like are we good like yeah. should we care about each other a minute yeah you know feel like we can get um i am off topic my mm-hmm. brother and i had this thing he's really mad because i'm really annoying and I'm going to ask you a question later
0: about if you're annoying or how, because this is fun. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to ask if if you're annoying. And I am. The answer is yes. <laughs>
1: you're annoying. I'm super annoying. You <laughs> don't even know me yet. Uh, I say a lot of goofy things all the time kay. to see what to see the different ways that things can be said. Kay. Why do it the same thing twice? We've said "Hi, how are you?" a billion times. Find a new way to ask someone how they're doing that accomplishes the same thing. Could be fun. Okay. Anyways, I say annoying things. He gets annoyed but I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm just like, he's getting annoyed because he's irritable, because he's angsty. Fine. I never felt like I had, that was my problem. Like, I'm coming from a place of positivity. He's receiving it badly. It's his problem. And then I realized, you know what? And this was recent, you know, the last couple of years, I thought, if I'm really in control of everything I say, and I want a good relationship, even though I'm coming out of a place of kindness, even though I know it's not my beef with this situation if I want the best results stop being annoying around him be annoying in a less annoying way at least mm. find the way and I found a way that allowed me to have a good relationship mm. with him and that was like you could be doing everything right and someone else could be upset about it if you want a relationship with them pivot
0: yeah. yeah, you have to engage. You've got with that so many words in some way, yeah. right? Right. And it's not like you have to like change who you are and fully feel shame and shut down the behavior. But I get what you're right. saying. It's like at least respect. Here yeah. are the facts. He's going to be annoyed when I do this. Do I want that? Do right. I want to create that? It's
1: just, and that was a really cool one for me because I was like, I'm not coming in out of mean perspective. I'm coming in kind having fun everyone else gets it you know what i can have fun in a different way and then i get to fun a different way and all of a sudden i get to you know discover a new slope of the mountain or something like that
0: mm-hmm. it's cool because you do this table all the time you yeah. must have to hold back like i did notice there were so many things i wanted to say that i didn't and you get to speak with people but you're really there right i try and add
1: so, as little as i can
0: right um is it hard? <laughs> Is it hard? I feel gets like easier. You're... okay,
1: yeah. It gets easier when you realize after you left, a woman came, has a boyfriend in Venice. She's from out of the country. She flies back all the time. He lives in a van. She doesn't. She doesn't like him living in a van. And he's a lot older than her. Anyways, the situation was like she loves him. She doesn't like a lot of things about him. His lifestyle. And the guy who was with me, you met him, yep. John, he became the guy at the table. Uh, and he was I he wanted to talk and I didn't explain the silent rule to him. So he just starts talking and saying like trying to ask some questions and he's got experience as a coach, and coaches are notoriously fixers of people. Mm-hmm. Whether they say they're fixing, you know, asking questions, let them fix themselves or trying to they have a goal. They yes. want people to be better. Um good for coaches they succeed a lot of times and i'm not saying my way is the right way i'm saying it's another way another tool sometimes people really want advice hopefully they'll ask sometimes you'll ask if they want it um anyways he starts trying to do the thing and he asks me he says i have all these things i want to say to her what would you advise shout out to john for being really cool and letting us have this moment yeah and i said just remember that this woman has a bunch of friends and family who know her way better than you do Is there any piece of advice that you're going to give her about a relationship that someone else hasn't already? That's better. People have been on both sides. Guaranteed. Some people say, move out here. Get used to living in a van. And some people would say, dump him. Find someone who lives in a house. (laughs) Are you you going to come from it from a different perspective? Let her talk. She Mm -hmm. probably has things that she gets cut off all the time Mm -hmm. by the people who want to say those things. Just trust in the people around her that they have said all the things you're probably going to say because you're not going to bring anything new having met her for 10 minutes. Unless you're like, I don't know. It's a risk. God, I love this. (laughs) Yeah, so I just think like... It's... it's, this, And you saw what happened when we said nothing. I mean, the whole thing. What could we have said that would make that better?
0: Nothing. Me too? (laughs) I also went through a breakup? Nothing. And he might have not even got to the place he got if we had said anything like it just he just flowed i think people are holding on to a lot and like yeah this woman i'm man that's such a great example um the fact that this woman even needs to talk about it is like yeah there's no advice she needs she's she's debating the advice in her own head like that's how it works. Yeah, it's us. her decision too. And that's how it works. We struggle. We, we vacillate between, should I do this? Should I do this? We know the advice most of the time, but we don't actually know where we want to step because we have kind of conflicting ideas and interests in our own being. It's like, oh, well, I love them, but I also don't like these things. But can I like these things? Like she's going through that process. So man, yeah, some of the time, I, I love that. Like what advice are you going to give that she hasn't heard or doesn't already know or isn't already weighing? Um it's a beautiful thing, man. How many times am I'm like how many times in my life do I go into wanting to fix uh or give advice to someone who just needs to express. Um one thing I've learned in my life and definitely with the help of therapy is I I don't like the notion that we get to choose our emotions. I don't, I don't think that's like the – I don't think that's quite what's occurring. Um, I think there's a lot of our emotions that are just kind of happening and need to happen. They need to be let out. Mm-hmm. If you put a I control it, like you're actually just like stifling it, but it's still there. I found a lot of times in my life there's just a feeling in me about something that I need to express. I need to say it to someone. I need to say it to myself. And I need to let the feeling just, just kind of be. And then a shift can happen kind of naturally without advice, without doing anything. That feeling can actually release and I have more space to kind of shift into something new. And uh, I feel like that's a lot of what people are holding on to. And man, I would guess a lot of people in this life don't have five good listeners in their life.
1: Oh my gosh, try one. Maybe one. Yeah. Sad statistics out there, man. You know, with men, I don't know how many ser- people they survey, but a lot. One in four men feel like they have anybody that they
0: can trust to talk mm. to. One in four. Mm. Big stats. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know there is a thing with, with, uh, That that we were men sitting and listening that came up with uh, women a lot on the other side of the table, just like there's obviously a very real sense that uh, men in general are not listening to women, at least from the women's side. Like I was hearing that they're like, "Wow, you're wanting to be better listeners." Like Mm -hmm. I don't know any men who want to be better (laughs) listeners. It's a manly
1: thing to not listen to women.
0: Yeah. And and I guess what you're saying is also with that stat is like, and not share or listen with each other, not be vulnerable with each other, not feel like you can share with other men. Um, hmm. Do you have, through the listening table, I'm guessing a lot has shifted in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have close male friends? Yeah. I
1: got lucky that the radio was on. It was this show called the Jim Rome Show, a sports show. Mm-hmm. My dad would listen to it mm-hmm. when he'd drive me to wherever. Funny guy. I remember him saying this one thing. I probably was like eight, nine, ten. He says, like, basically the moral of the story was you don't need a lot of friends, but you need a couple good ones. Mm. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to get a couple good friends. you know. And I probably made four friends in elementary school through high school. right? There's a lot of people that I would call my friends, but people I talk to all the time. And then in college I said if I make two friends that I talk to the rest of my life I'm good. And that made it a lot easier for me to go and feel like okay how many people do I talk to from college? Probably two. Mm, 3 maybe. <laughs> you know, and I call them and I call them all, all the time my college friends i make sure to call them as much as i feel like it yeah. if they don't pick up they don't pick up it's fine yeah i'll call them again next week call them again next month i'll call them again in two months i'll call them if they never call me which some of them do i have a lot of people in my life I, i'm always the person who calls mm-hmm. fine yeah <laughs> fine i got a lot better through the listening table at being like you know what they're not gonna call me who cares i want to talk to them i'll talk to them i call them i say you got 30 minutes what's going on yeah. Oh, if I got thirty minutes, what's going on? Okay. Sometimes they call me a little more. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they forget about my birthday. So that's whatever. I call them out <laughs> online now because I have followers on social media. They see the post. Thanks for calling me out about your birthday. Who's supposed to remember people's birthdays, anyways? That's such like a. It was on Facebook. No one uses Facebook. It's not anywhere else. <laughs> so, you know, you take things personally. A Story I got to tell somebody who was listening to me. You know, the short story is, I got a cousin. I call him every month. How are we doing on time? We're good. Good. Yeah. Um, I call. I got a cousin. I call him every month. He never picks up. Ever call him for years. And okay. I'd see him at like family events. You know, what's going on, dude? You never pick up. I'm not got my phone. You know, he's holding it. It's in his pocket. Yeah, it's not yeah. like he's a Neanderthal. Call him every month. Never picks up. The Cousin says, you know, he, he maybe he doesn't pick up the phone. His mom says, yeah, he's not really like a phone guy. He's, he doesn't like the If you call him all the time, he's probably gonna resist. Like, now he thinks you're, he's part of, like, your plan or something, so he doesn't want to be part of that. Okay, I realize, because I'm not a how-are-you texting guy. You want to have a how-are-you conversation? I'm I'm down for it. Call me. But I realize, look, I'll meet this guy where he's at. I'll text him. I text him. Hey, haven't seen you in a while. How's it going? He responds immediately. Talks, blah, blah, blah. He says something really fascinating. I say, oh, I actually want to hear about that. Can I talk to you on the phone about it? He says, sure. Call me whenever you want. And we talk on the phone for an hour, and he picks up on the first ring. And I go, yeah, you just got to meet somebody in the way that is possible. And Mm. there's a lot of people who ask for help for different things because I'm trying to, like, spread a message. And, you know, oh, you're a web designer. Can you help me out? You're one of my best friends. Sure. Ghosted. Whatever. Yeah. When you can help me, you'll know that it's convenient for you and the door's still open because I call you all the time. You never pick up. So one time you'll pick up, you'll see the number get high enough that you think you're... (laughs) <laughs> gonna get something out of it and I'll be cool with it. Cause I still need the help and friendship is just like it's um this road trip I'm doing, I'm stopping by a lot of places with family in it. And just like when the camera got like moved by that woman and we're in the middle of thing. The family friend relationships are the ones that take you through life. Yeah. The content's content. The the tour is the tour. But if yeah. I don't see my family and if I don't call my friends, Like, what's the point of all of it?
0: Mm. Yes. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about that before we wrap up, is you're about to go on a massive road trip.
1: Yeah. Massive.
0: First road trip ever, too. Your first road trip, and you're doing a big-ass road trip. You're going all the way, Cali, to New York, and And back. back. Different routes each time, right? Yeah. You're going to hit different... South... yeah. North-ish, yeah, like middle. there's different ways to go. Um, I love this for you. We got to talk a lot the first night we met about this. So for me, road trips are one of my absolute joys in life. They are one of like they are an, an essential part of my existence. Like I love hitting the road.
1: You got me so stoked on the road trip. <laughs> for days, I was like, Devin's like he knows
0: something. And uh, everyone who's ever fallen in love with road trips knows something. And I told you about Matthew McConaughey. I, I really loved learning about how much McConaughey values the road. Um, two, two McConaughey stories are I, I saw him on a talk show. I don't remember talk shows. I don't remember what people say on talk Nobody's shows. I going remember it's, this podcast. It's, it's always fluff <laughs> bullshit, but – McConaughey shared that road trips are so essential to him in his production company. He requires his employees to take a two week road trip. And at some point when they feel like heading back, he says, go a little bit further. That's amazing. That's like such beautiful <laughs> life shit. Um, and then I I listened to his audiobook and it was really cool to learn that uh at the height of his uh fame really beginning and, and blossoming, uh to ground himself, he moved into an RV, an airstream, and he just drove around the country like with his dog and an RV and would take meetings on the road and had like two P.O. boxes, but just lived. On a road trip, and I get what he was after. There is something so grounding about being in motion Mm. on the road in new places all the time. It's so much easier to be present on a road trip because you're not just in default mode, you're not driving the same way you've driven every day so your brain can kind of check out. You're not really present to driving. You get home, you're like, how did I even get here? I I didn't remember any of that because you've done it a million times. You don't have to. Um, Being on a road trip, you're just present. Everything's new. Every day is new. So you're like, you're right here. You're closer. You're more leaned into your life. I, 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 yeah, I love, I love a road trip. You just reminded me of
1: something that I have to do that my brain
0: checked out on when I got in the car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and my clock isn't set for daily savings. And every time I get in the car, I think,
0: I need oh, to change I that. have
1: to change this. And I get in the car, and all of a sudden I'm there, and I get out like, eh, It's
0: like, yep. You got to reset the clock. Because uh-huh. so, it's so like, <sniffs> yep. Yeah, your brain, you're almost asleep some of the time I'm driving. I'm yeah. so used- LA, we're driving all the time. I'm so yeah. used to it. Like I'm not even I'm not even there. Yeah. Um but yeah, so you're doing this massive road trip. Uh you're going to be gone for weeks at a time. You're going to see Getting friends in and- like
1: 50 days. Man. Long ass road trip. And you're trip. bringing
0: the listening table.
1: Bringing the table all over the certain cities of the country.
0: So it's it's a listening table tour in some yeah. ways and also just a big orally road trip time.
1: Right. Cuz what is relationships like in different states and different cultures i do this thing where i teach people how to do their own listening tables and some people have said like this would never fly in our culture it's just not a thing no one would say i'm here to listen it just wouldn't like it's not a thing people would do it's so unexpected and i'm thinking well what i have this opportunity this road trip so i'm thinking what is what is like a normal family relationship like in texas or Mm. in louisiana or i think new york's probably gonna be pretty similar to mine but there's so many places where people are different, and I can't just say this is what works because people have such different upbringings and experiences and different types of people. To, like you can't just say like this is how I say something and this is the right way to do it.
0: Yeah, just in yeah. different ways. Well, and the beauty of uh, going and seeing new places, any kind of travel, but road trips, mm-hmm. um, is you're gonna you get to see all the ways we're different in beautiful ways and all the ways were similar. Like, that's what I love about road trips. The scenery's changing, the weather's changing, the norms are changing, maybe the mm-hmm. clothes, maybe how people talk, and you're gonna experience those differences, and everywhere you go, you're gonna be like, yep, we are all humans.
1: Gosh, I hope people treat me the
0: same. Me too, man. Me too. I mean, a listening, people treat weirdness different in different places.
1: Yeah, and that's... have different
0: definitions of what weird is. yes, but what you're do, the definition of what you do is weird everywhere. So you're going to experience how people treat weirdness in other places. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think a lot of people will be open and curious about it. And uh, some people are going to, whatever, man. I don't know. We'll find out. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. We'll have to have you back after, uh, after the road trip and hear how it went. Have it gonna, come. You're going to have to tell me stories from the road. Gosh, I bet I will. Yeah. If you could find them.
1: I'll probably trying to figure out how to tell them appropriately
0: you're gonna be posting some of them along so. the way yeah
1: on or this listing table on instagram i yeah. don't know anything about tiktok but you do so maybe i'll get some advice from i'm sure there's a hundred tiktok accounts that say how to do tiktok stuff yeah i
0: mean t- it's like anything websites, it's just it's just you're already making you're already right. making your stuff for instagram so just post it want to learn something want to share it yeah yeah exactly yeah you're already making your reels man so just post it on tiktok and see what happens um, i want to get to know my family better It's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. That's part of the road trip.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing a bunch of family members, you know, getting to... You know, this is all about friends and family, and if I'm not... I did the table 60 times without any of the camera stuff, and it's got to be about, like, my own... Like, it's really for me to be a better listener. Yeah. So how can I get to, you know... And you usually see family in like reunion settings. Yeah. So getting to have like a one-on-one conversation with my uncle, who I never see one-on-one, yeah. would be really fascinating.
0: Yeah. How beautiful. You know. What was your
1: relation like with your siblings from not your siblings' point of view or without them there? It's a fascinating thing to get to get to know your family. Definitely. Never met my cousin's fiance. Uh,
0: never been to my uncle's house. You know, it's a whole thing. Man, awesome. Cause yeah shit even with my family it's like how often do you get like a real conversation with your more extended family members I remember my my one of my aunts uh who I've I've been around and known and loved my entire life but we like spent a Christmas together during the pandemic and we just had this conversation one night uh like around the table you know with some like wine and edibles and like it was the longest and like deepest one-on-one conversation I had had with her my entire life. And I already loved her greatly, but it was like really connecting about her journey in a way that I hadn't ever before. And it deepened my relationship to her. Aunt Mary, shout out. Love you so much. You're the best. Uh, When we talked in Sedona and I got to hear about like your, uh, your view of childhood and my mom and all these things, it was so beautiful. And I was like, man, I'm like, 30 or like i'm like 29 and wow i'm just having this conversation with my aunt for the first time and i was so grateful um so that's cool man you're gonna go do this uh i really love what you're up to in the world man thank you yeah i think it's very weird and very cool and the world needs more of it and it's it's really creating cool shit it, it feels like it's out. I know you've never been, but it feels like it's out of Burning Man. It's such a Burning Man thing that you're doing. Like if you set up your listening table at Burning Man, you would you would have nonstop people because that space is like this. That's Burning Man is full of people creating kind of just this open space to play and connect and interact as humans. So people are used to it out there. So if you set it up out there, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I swear, man, you would have endless people sitting in that chair and engaging with you because they're ready to do it. And that's why I I love this. You're like bringing kind of part of what people love about Burning Man is the play and the freedom, but also the deep human reflection and connection that you get and then Mm self-awareness that you gain from the experience. You're already touching on and creating a, a piece of that in the world, whether you ever go to Burning Man or not. And I think it's such a good thing, man.
1: Yeah. Somebody who goes to Burning Man wrote to me and said, "I want to do this at Burning Man," and I was like, "Do it. What do you need from me? The signs, are, you buy them for five bucks. The table, I'm sure you got one. Yeah. You know, it's easy. It's not okay. Easy is relative. It."
0: It, it, it requires gets some easier yeah requires a little it. bravery it requires yeah. a little getting uncomfortable yeah.
1: but it's easy enough a little ground rules that let you know what you're trying to improve on but yes. like you know i encourage kids to do it at schools yeah you know, in safe places yeah um people doing their houses people doing their you know senior centers would be amazing cause yeah. loneliness and old people are like yeah married to each other in a sad way
0: yeah um there's so much we didn't get to cover. I have to have you back. Uh, you Part two. You, Yeah, we're going to have you back after your road trip. Uh, you also volunteer at the Suicide Hotline, which I wanted to talk about, but we can't get into that. That is a whole other level of listening. Um, I, I'd love to have you back after the road trip, and we'll talk more about listening, that aspect of the things, and then hear about your, uh, yeah. your, your stories from the road trip. Happy to. Um, Honored. If, if you have one piece of advice... For our listeners, um, if you could give one tip for someone who's growing up right now and feeling like they want to be a better listener and communicator, what's what's your one nugget?
1: One nugget of wisdom you could take away is that every conversation is a chance to practice, to try new things, to try old things. You get to improve every time you have a conversation. And most of them are incredibly low stakes. So try new things. Ask, was that a cool thing that I said? I love asking that. That was cool, right? No, it wasn't. (laughs) But I thought it was cool. And also, if you tell people, I'm trying to be a better listener, I'm trying to be a better communicator, you've opened the door to people giving you feedback, which they never would. Oh, you want to be a better communicator? Well, you actually weren't listening to me here. Or if you're trying to be a better communicator, you could have said it like this. And all of a sudden, by you telling people you're trying to improve, everybody around you starts to pay attention to you and themselves.
0: Mm, I love it, man. Um, Where can people
1: find you? Thelisteningtable.com is my website. And Orly's Listening Table, Orly spelled O-R-L-Y-S, like possessive, Listening Table. On social media.
0: Yeah. We'll put it in like the show notes you'll and, find and it. all the things. Yeah. You'll find it. Or at least listening table. Really, man, I love what you're up to. Keep being a weirdo, man.
1: <laughs> you're a weirdo. You don't even And know. I really
0: like it, dude, <laughs> man. I shit. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Everybody be a better listener. Even attempting to be, even attempting to look at that relationship in yourself instead of just going through all the default, um, is going to start a process. And, uh, we could all stand to be better listeners and communicators and so let's do it together we're all in this together right that's right thanks man we're done that's a podcast baby so cool, man.
1: thanks man that was amazing i felt very heard thanks for listening to that me podcast Onomy is like Ned's Declassified for adulthood. Visit onomy.co for free lessons on personal finance, career readiness, personal development, and more, all taught by expert influencers and creators. We've got everything you wish you learned in school so you can thrive in adulthood. That's onomy.co. See you there.